Eretz, uh, I want to release Johan. He's, he led the, the, the Tolbach Outreach Congregation for a while, so it's not his first time preaching. Um, and I don't know if he will like this, but I do, I do think he's like a John the Baptist. So um, <laughs> he doesn't like maybe me saying that, but I really believe that, that there's something that he will say a thing straight and, and it will kind of hit your heart. And I want like, it's a hard thing this morning. God wants to reach our hearts. So just, if, as, as you bang as you can your toe in a trap, track not your toe in a trap. But open up your hearts to receive. Um, I'm sure he will come with kindness and love, but, <laughs> but he is, he is, he is, he's somebody that's going to say a thing like it is. And I want us to open up our hearts um, to, to allow God to speak to you and move in your heart. So, Father, we just want to thank you for Johan. We thank you for Georgina. We thank you for them as a family. We thank you for the word that you've laid on their hearts, Lord. And, we, Lord, we trust you that, that you will use his, his, um, this temple, this, um, this vessel, to, to, to bring forth that which you want to say, Lord. And I pray those things that need not be said, let them not be said. But those that need to be said, Lord, let it be say, said, Lord. And, Father, we open up our hearts to receive that which you want to speak into our hearts in Jesus' name. We bless him, Lord. Amen. Sure, thank you. What the honor. Yeah, so my name is Joan. And this is my lovely wife, Georgina. Yeah, let, let's, just, let's just pray together. I want to encourage you, as it's been said already, like well, half of my preachers have already been shared through worship. But I want to encourage you, just put your hands in front of you and say, Lord, yeah, then let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come to you, Lord. We can thank you that we can come to you just as we are. So, Father, we want to do that, Lord. And so, Lord, have your way today. Have your way deep in our hearts and our core beliefs so we, who we are, who we believe we are. Father, come and rattle it. If it is not the way that you want it to be, Father, show us your way, Lord. Stir with your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we can be set free. Father, I want to pray for areas where there's dead bones. Say, so dead bones, you're going to come alive because of who the Father is. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, and have your way. Father, I want to pray that we'll take, we'll take your message and we'll take it in an appropriate way. We'll take it to you. Um, come, have your way. May your name, your name be glorified. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I was preparing for today, it was quite an interesting, interesting preparation. I really sense that the Lord's going to convict, convict hearts. And it's happened already throughout the worship time. So just keep your heart open. Just keep it open. If the Lord is speaking to you and something's very specific, take note of it. It is not coincidence. Things that things just He will speak to you very specific and take take it on. Saying, Lord, what do you want? So just a quick something about myself. So my name's Johan. Like I said, this is Georgina. Got saved 15, 16 years ago um, from from quite a wild background. And a friend told me, Johan, come to church. And I gave him some interesting words, which was not appropriate for you. And eventually I thought, okay, let me go. And then when I, when, I, when I got to church, I realized this is not the church that I was expecting. So something was here that stirred my heart. And I remember looking at the preacher and thinking, how does he know this about me? Like I, I felt deep conviction. And then a lot of stuff happened. And the next moment they said, who wants to give their lives to the Lord? Yes, yeah, I'm standing. I'm like, why am I standing? I, I, but I knew, I knew that the Lord had something to do with me. And he took me on this journey. So I'm going to share bits with this journey as, as I'm going along. And I'm really trusting that it's going to stir up faith that we must go. 
We must go. So before I carry on, there's the, there's the sign. There's the secret sign. So we don't really have secret signs here, but that's kind of fun. So you'll see now what's going to happen. So just as, what, as I was preparing for this thing, I see often we've, we've got places where, where we rule in our lives. And, and the Lord is calling us to surrender, to get off of our throne. So let me take a chair. Um, so the, so we, we, are, we are called to get off from our thrones, where we make all the calls based on our own desires, to get off from the call, to get it off. Saying, Lord, here is my throne, here is my foundation, where I make my decisions on. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. So I thought the chair is not really a good representative for that. So I'm not saying that Jesus is, is needing a wheelchair, but... Oh, yeah, the, To say that Jesus is mobile. He doesn't, he doesn't sit in one place. Sometimes we get saved and we think, okay, that's it. He wants to go. He wants to go. So he'll say, come, 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 let's go, push me, come, come, come. And he'll take you into areas where you don't necessarily want to go. In your heart, you feel uncomfortable in your own, in your own life, in your own closet. I don't feel accepted. I don't feel loved. You know, now why does just why does it have to go there? Can't he go somewhere else? But I want to encourage you. Jesus is on a mission, and he goes, and he's going to go into areas in your life which you don't necessarily want to go. But if you hold on to him, if you hold on, you buckle up. He's going to take you on an incredible, incredible, incredible journey. It's just absolutely mind blowing. There's this thing in Ephesians three that says. The place he wants to take us is more than you could think of or can imagine. And I can say amen to that one. I can just say amen. It's because of him. It's not because of any one of us. So, so I'm going to jump around to my scriptures a little bit. Um, sub submit what you consider your core beliefs about myself and about the God that I'm following. And take it to him. Everything that you've got. So submit who you are, you Lord, you can have everything. And also the way that I see you, Lord, I submitted to you. If I'm seeing you in an incorrect way, please show me your way. Please show me your way. And then just, yeah, just buckle up. He's going to take you on an incredible journey. So something, something about myself. So there's a couple of things I thought I just want to touch. So one of the core things, when I got, when I got saved, I remember sitting one day in church, and it was, it was in Josh Jenner, which was quite a funny journey how, how God has taken me on. And I was sitting in Sunningdale on the, on the eastern side of the building. I was sitting there, and I was thinking to myself, can this guy offend me any further? <laughs> like, everything that this guy says, just like, like, what? You can't say stuff like that? Like, yes, man, like, come on. But then I, then I thought to myself, I'm in the wrong Yeah, we, we need to be connected. Eh? So, so, or I'm in the wrong, or this guy's in the wrong. But we are we're talking two different languages here. And I realized myself, it's probably going to be me in this case. So, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Are you trying to tell me something? Have your way. Have your way. Just that open heart. And I really want to encourage you, have that heart posture to say, have your way, Lord. Yeah. So then in, in, through that process, he, yes, he challenged me. Um, 
So from, from very early on in my life, I felt not good enough. Not, not, yeah, not good enough is maybe just the simplest form to say it. So I remember early on, my, my grandfather used to shout at me saying, yeah, go comb your hair. Okay, go comb my hair and come back. And he's like, you didn't comb your hair. I have to go back. And I got permanently in trouble for that. And that went on my whole life. And I thought to myself, which I'm not going to use all the words that I did think about it, but I thought, maybe I'm a mistake. Maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe that's just maybe, that's the message that I got. And I believed in the core. And when I, when I came to Christ, I realized, that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. That's a lie that, that dictated a lot of my early decisions. And I had to submit it. Saying, Lord, I, I believe that I'm not good enough. But you say, you are good enough. In Christ. I'm a new creation. Oh, shucks. Now what one am I going to stand on? This one am I going to stand on this one? So, okay, I'm going to abandon my boat and I'm going to go on to ease. So, okay, Lord, you say this. I'm going to believe it. But help me believe it. Help me believe it. And then through time, he showed me, no, he's, he's made each one perfect. And then there's different lies like that that came through. Another lie that, that we mentioned to you on, on the other day. So, so when, when I was in primary school, they told me, oh, Johan, you're dyslexic. You need, to, you need to stay back in pre-primary. I remember the day so well. You need to stay back. You can't go with your friends to grade one. Everyone was excited. Oh, we're going to the big school. But Johan, you're not going. You're going to stay here. I'm looking, where's all my friends going? And now, why am I so, I don't have a cooking clue what dyslexia means. Now I have to say, so that gave me a huge knock. Like, uh, okay, so my hair's not good enough. I can't read good enough. And it gave me a big knock. Sitting in the class and you hear the teacher saying, okay, they had to go through the points and like, one out of 20. And then I'm like, oh, I'm the last one. It must be me then. Oh gosh, so then it's me. So, I had to go through all of that and thinking that I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, and submit that to the Lord. Say, Lord, this is what, I, what the people say, but what do you say? So I want to encourage you because I know that these lies have been shouted to all of us in one form or another, but they are lies, and we must see them as lies. And we are all made perfect in Christ. But there's a new, there's, we are a new creation. So the day when I got saved, I got off from my throne or got off from my way of making decisions. And I surrendered. I said, Lord, I'm not, I'm not good enough on my own. And he says, yes, you aren't. But I've, I've put a perfect sacrifice in your place. I've sent my son to be the perfect sacrifice for you. Your letter's letter of approval. Your letter of approval is not based on you. It's based on my son. And through that you can come into my presence. And into my presence the journey starts. There's a journey starting that time. And that's an incredible journey. And that journey is the one that we've all been called to. So come, we're going to take you on a journey. And it, yo, man, I, I can't stretch how amazing this journey is. It's this plan that God's got for each one. Each storm can be turned around. Each, each bad thing. You read it throughout the Bible. Where he takes incredible bad stuff happening to people. And he just flips the thing around. Whoa, whoa. Didn't think that's possible. It looks like disasters most of the time. So I often joke with the guys to say that, that the line between a disaster and a miracle is a very fine line. And, and he does it. It depends what way you're falling. It's like this knife edge. If you fall this way, it's a disaster. If you fall this way, it's a miracle. And it's often like that. But, and it's five. It's five. God tells Moses, Moses, go, go back. You, you've gone out of Egypt. Well done. 
But now go back a little bit towards Egypt. Okay, okay, we'll do so, and then go back. Oh, disaster comes. The guys from Egypt come, and now they're all angry and whatever, and they're on them, and the guys of the rest of the community start stressing. Ah, why did you bring us here to the desert? Isn't there enough graves in Egypt to bury us? They stress. They stress. Oh, it's a disaster. And, and, and he's like, oh, yes, sir, what was I doing now? <laughs> Lord, help, what now? And he said, lift up your hands. And he opens a way. He opens a way where there was no way. But he looked up. The people were starving. They were fasting for a couple of days and falling over and getting on. And Jesus said, hey, what do you have between you? No, some bread and fish. And he looked up. He multiplied and fed everyone. It's incredible. So that's a disaster, but it's, it, it swung. And it's incredible because the, this Jesus leads us sometimes into incredibly difficult situations. And if you haven't been there yet, you must go. It's quite, it's quite fun, actually. Um, <laughs> but... That's where, that's where the things happen. There's, there's things happening, and I know some of you have got the call on your lives. I know it, but you're just too scared to trust. It is an incredible, incredible journey. I'll see, hopefully I can touch on some of those stories just now. Yeah, so, so, so maybe let me just quickly jump on one or two of the stories. So, so the one story that came to mind was, I was driving one day, I was working towards 24 Fira, towards Portable side, and I was late for a meeting, the next appointment, and I was praying. It's like, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? Because work, yeah, work is like, um, I'm enjoying my work, but working for him is much more fun. That's, that's, that, that's really where the life is in. So I was like, Lord, what do you want? I said, he said, no, I must give this person a lift. It's like, where? No, like, no, you'll, you'll see the person, just, just go. You, but you must take this turn off. I'm like, you know, Lord, this is a detour, but I'm going to be late for my next meeting. But, okay, okay, I know you. So, fine, I'll go. So, like, yeah, there we go with our, our wheelchair. So, so we go, and I'm, now I'm praying. Now I know something is about to happen, and I'm driving and saying, Lord, where is this person? Where is this person? What do you want to do? And I'm driving, and I'm seeing no one. I'm thinking, yeah, no, did I hear wrong now? What is going on? And as I hit the T-junction that goes back towards Choda side, there's a lady standing there with a baby. And I'm thinking, you know, Lord, I don't... Generally, I've got this rule that I don't give ladies alone a lift. I, that, I don't do that. But, Lord, okay, if, if this is what you're planning, that's fine. So I stop and I ask the lady. She didn't even climb in. I ask, why did the Lord send me to you to come to pick you up? And she starts crying. She said, yo, yo um, I just want to tell you that last night, I'm on my way to Tigerberg Hospital with my baby. And last night, I was crying at church, saying... Lord, I don't have transport. I don't have transport to take this kid to the hospital. And the prophet came to this lady and says, don't worry, the Lord will open a way for you. And she says, she was standing there, and yeah, I come and I'm asking this question. I'm blown away, like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. And, and I just said, the only thing that I brought, I just brought my obedience. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do what I... We are all sinful, like the guy said just now. We are all sinful. We can just bring our hearts and say, Lord, yeah, my, please transform me. Have your way. That's the only thing that we can bring. We've got nothing to bring. We've got nothing. We, we can just bring that. And as we bring that, then, then things start happening. So I really want to encourage you. Just stick to that. Okay, so the first scripture is Colossians 2 from verse 6. Okay, Ta-da-da-da, there's my reader. <laughs> Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, 
rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Next. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So he wants to take us on a journey. He wants, to, he wants us to, he's on the move. And the way that he's going to get seen through us, the invisible God, is going to get seen through us. And he's going to, at the end, we will, which is verse 7, I think, we're going to have overflow of thankfulness. So thankfulness is a very interesting barometer. So you can, you can check the, the air pressure if you, if you look at the barometer. Watch your joy levels. Watch your joy levels. Your joy levels is a very in, good indicator of how your connection is. So we've got connections up and we've got connections horizontally. Watch this thing. Watch this thing. If your joy is disappearing, watch it. W w w is it leaking? It's like a tire. Weep! There goes out the wind. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Where is it leaking out? And then if you know where it's leaking out, you'll know. It's like spell check. Suddenly you'll, you'll type something and pop a, a red line. Don't go argue the red line. But that, <laughs> that doesn't work. Sub, just submit. Lord, I can, see, I can see you pointing a finger here at something. I know in my heart something. I'm convicted here. What do you, what's the way, Lord? What's the way? And repent. Repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll address it. Not necessarily a spelling mistake. But I do have to say, I have, I have some funny spelling mistake stories. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> So before I got saved, my experience of church wasn't the most enjoyable ever. Um, so the way I thought church was, was just a whole bunch of religious people that come together, just sit here on a Sunday, when the Dumini says something, maybe not your head, maybe, if you're really radical, um, and you just, you just sit there, and then you go home, and you go out, and you talk about your earthly nonsense and carry on in the normal ways. And then I realized, but when I got saved, I realized that, yes, so this God's got different ways. He's got different ways. He wants our hearts, like Moritz said. He wants our hearts. And from our hearts overflows of all sorts of other things. And we've got to, then we get a new nature. We get different ways. So I had, this, I, I had this thing like, I want nothing to do with this church. I looked at it and I was like, ah, ah. I said, nothing. I want nothing to do with them. So when that friend asked me to come to church, I responded from that place. But then, so I had this vision. I was like, oh, yeah, Lord. Oh, before it was even Lord, I thought just like, I, I want to escape society. I want to escape completely. I thought, I'm going to go live in the bush somewhere, and then no one's ever going to see me again. That was before the Into the Wild book came out. So that's like a whole other story. So, so I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But I thought, if I, if I want to do this and survive, I've got certain things I need to know. I need to know what berries to eat, like, in, like that movie. I need to know what... what Everything, I need to know what I can eat. I need to know what I can use for medicine. I need to know as much as possible. And I thought, okay, I'm going get to get to that. So I thought, okay, if I learn three plants a day, then I can get to 900 plants a, a, a year. Like, okay, that, that sounds possible. So let me do that and learn the medicinal properties, learn as much as I possibly can, and then see what, then, then at least I can have a chance of surviving in the bush. But my, the heart was I want to escape society because I don't want to have something to do with its corruption. I, I don't want to do with it. But then I got saved. And then the Lord told me, Johanna, I don't want you to go out of society. I want you to go into society and penetrate it from the inside and influence it. Whoa, okay, shucks. <laughs> That's a different story. How do we do that? 
and you will do it. It's not something that we do. It's something that he does. We just need to stay close to him. And it completely transformed the thing. So we belong to a different, a different kingdom now. We're not trying to escape anymore. You get saved. You get saved from a place where you're trying to have your own way. You surrender your way. Say, Lord, have your way. And now I want to stick to your way. I want to stick to your way. So, so does PG-13 or PG-16 or whatever, does it count for us? No, it doesn't count for us. As a believer, it doesn't count for you. You've got the Holy Spirit. And you feel, Lord, what is appropriate for me? What is good for me? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to look at? What do you want me to do? It's a different, it's a different way. It's a different way. It's not the rules and regulations. Don't do that. Don't touch that. No, it's going to just park that over there. It's not like that. It's, Lord, what do you want me to do? Oh, no, I want you to go this way. I want you to do that. That's not appropriate. Yeah, but it's only PG-13. It doesn't matter. That rules are not for you. It, Lord, what do you want me? Okay, no. This, and he's holy. He's a holy God. He's, got, he's, he's holy. His standards are way higher. But he's, he's got life. There's life in him. And there's life in abundance. We can go on our own desires and things, but there's no life in it. There's, there's absolutely no life. Okay, so the next, the next one is Colossians 3. So he's calling us into a different kingdom. He's calling us into a different one. So there's my reader again. <laughs> if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So we heard about the ships the other day. There's, there's two ships. There's a, there's a luxury cruiser. Everything's just about you. We want your comfort. Which is a lie anyways. They just want your money. But <laughs> we got this luxury cruising ship for you. And then the other side is a warship. And we are called to be on a warship. We've got a job to do here. We're not penetrating society just to be lacquer, to be with society. We are not called for that. We're not called for that. We are called to penetrate it from the inside so that God's kingdom can come. That's where there's life. And your real life is hidden. It's hidden in that. It's hidden. And oftentimes, it, it, it's hidden behind weird places. So one, one picture that I got some time ago, you, I suppose most, some of you would know Mario Brothers. I, I suppose so. Ah, so there's a Mario Brother manifestation there. So, <laughs> okay, so, so there's, there's one stage where he has to jump, and then he hits his head like on this paving platform, points, and then this little mushroom comes out, and then he get, eats this mushroom and gets power to jump to the next thing. But we, we're not going to go into the mushroom concept. But what, we, what we're saying is sometimes, sometimes the Lord has got this ways. There's a, there's a, there's a thing to you, for you to overcome, but it doesn't make short-term sense. I must jump and bump my head. And then I'm going to, what? What? No, man. But, but through faith, he jumps, bonk, and then he gets power to, to cross over the next thing. And oftentimes, there's short-term pain for long-term gain in our lives. You will get confronted with something inside. It could be jealousy. It could be anger. It could be rage. It could be lust. There's all sorts of things. And he wants to go, he wants to go in there. He wants to go in there, and he, and he brings light in it. 
But we've got this choice. Are we going to allow him in or not? And that's a choice that's open for everyone. Are you going to allow him in or not? If you keep your dead cat under the carpet, <laughs> it's, it's going to stink. So just if you don't know that, just now you know, go take your, take your dead cats out and bury them somewhere. We've got, we've, we get hurt in life, and we can take those hurts and bury them under a carpet. Eventually your life's going to stink. I really want to encourage you, as the Holy Spirit comes and he'll highlight to you certain areas of your life, allow him in. Allow him in as quick as possible. Say, Lord, yeah, am I? Yeah, am I? I'm, I've got this issue, Lord. I'm struggling here. Please help me. Set me free to worship. Set me free to speak to people. Lord, oh, I need your help, Lord. I need your help. And he'll help you. He'll help you. So your real life is hidden in Christ. Okay, the next one. Colossians 3 does say. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So if, if any of those things just like come stand out for you, just take note of it. Take note of that thing. Just go, go back to the previous slide. Holy beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, weak meekness. If these things eat your heart, just take note of it. Just take note of it. And to say, Lord... This is getting highlighted to me. I don't know. So I often end up with the spelling thing where they highlight it. And they're like, well, I don't know what's the right one. I don't know. And then you select. And then there's like three different options. And like, I still don't know. <laughs> but just open and say, Lord, I, I see this thing eating my heart. I don't know what it is. Have your way. What do you want, Lord? What do you want? And then he will, he will send you your food that you need. He will send you your daily bread. And my heart is just really that, that we, we will be open to it. So there's a, there's a scripture that says the, he will give us our daily bread. Sometimes we don't know what our daily bread is supposed to look like. And we diss it. No, no, I don't want to eat that. Sometimes there's things that happen in work life, in outside life, outside a normal church context. And you get offended by something or whatever. Ask the Lord, why am I getting offended by this? Is this maybe your, the bread that you're giving me here? What's going on here? So just have an open heart as you, as you go through life. We are on this battleship, um, and things will be highlighted if you want it. You can also go, go, go to the cruise ship. That is an option, but it, it's, not, it's not healthy. It's not a good place. You, you're going end to up, end up in trouble. You're going to end up in big trouble in that one. So we are on this warship, um, and there's a goal. There's a, there's a goal in this warship. There's objectives. But in this, in this, we must remain in Christ. We can't achieve the, the, the things. So as the evangelistic thing that you're going to do, it's an overflow of what's happening in your life. Um, okay, so let's read the last one. So second last one. Romans 12. This one's a stretch. <laughs> For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned, 
For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving, the one who teaches, in his teaching, the one who exhorts, in his exhortation, the one who contributes, in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So we are all called to this thing. And this battleship requires all the members to be on board. Called all of the members to be on board and to do their job. And there's different jobs. The one who pulls the trigger and the one who passes on the bullet, both of them are they're part of the same thing. You're not the one who's better than the other one or anything like that. But if you are considering, oh, but I'm not good enough, what's underneath that? There's something, there's a dead cat underneath that. So you need to go back and go say, okay, where's this dead cat? Well, I can smell, I can smell a, I don't smell a rat, I smell a dead cat. <laughs> and, and you surrender it, saying, Lord, yeah, something, something, something is not lacquer. Um, and, and we've all got those dead cats. Some's got less and some's got more. But we need to get rid of those things and say, Lord, may your fragrance come out of us. Not the, not the thing under the carpet. And so the, the, last, the last scripture, um, now to him who is able, it's in Ephesians 3. Okay, yeah, yeah, you guys can actually just read yourself. So what it comes down to is that God's got this plan and he wants to do more than you can think of or can imagine through you. And each one, as you, if you are saved, he wants to do something through you. And that is what you are designed to do. It is beautiful. As you step into it, you'll realize, wow, this is actually incredible. This is incredible. And I'm not to pray that, say, Lord, so I've tried. I've tried for a long time. Lord, take my dyslexic. Take it away. He doesn't want to take it away. Lord, take it away. He doesn't want to take it away. Ah, okay. If you don't want to take it away, help me to deal with it then. Help me to deal with it then. How do I deal with it? And now, to some extent, I think it's a blessing. It's, 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 this thing's turned around. So I want to say, take your problem that you've got. Don't hide it under the carpet. Take it to the Lord. Lord, I've got this problem. It's stirring my heart. I don't know what to do with it. It's frustrating me. It's irritating me. But what, what do you want? <laughs> What's from your perspective? What do you do with this? Have your way. And then just hold on tight. <laughs> it's going to take you through a journey. It's going to take you through a journey. So, so let, let's end with prayer. So, Father, I thank you for stirring hearts. 